Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax 104.5, that's Travis Trent, where that corn don't grow. And hopefully it's growing around your place because we got a lot of places where it should be growing. And uh, with a little moisture, it uh, should be looking pretty good. It's not near as, near as tall as the last year, of course, but every year is different. And we hope it will be a good crop. It's uh, getting a pretty good start. All right, we got things to talk about here at the Shank of the Day, baby, on Wax 104.5. It's chore time. Bob with you this morning. Jill uh, off again today. Some uh, very important activities that she is undertaking here the last couple of days. And uh, I think she might be back tomorrow, but we'll see if she uh, feels that uh, she can come back. She will. We're about six minutes away from 5 o'clock. Weather, not a bad forecast for the 4th of July weekend. Tomorrow, maybe a little glitch in our haymaking, but other than that, not too bad. We'll talk about a big report coming out tomorrow from the USDA. Also, we'll talk about the Supreme Court. Supreme Court getting a lot of headlines talking about abortions, and uh, they're doing more than that. And we're also going to talk about uh, some of the folks from around this part of the country that did very well at the annual State Fair Dairy Product Judging Competition. So we got a lot to talk about this morning. We'll hear from a very successful Menominee FFA chapter down at the uh, State FFA Convention here a couple of weeks ago and uh, how they did. We'll talk to some members of the chapter as we go along this morning. We'll also hear from Brad Matson, our Provision Partners Program, and get a little agronomy update. We got a lot to do this morning here on WAX as we look at the forecast. And again, uh, take a look at that report, a little bit of an advanced look at that big USDA report that comes out tomorrow. This is the report that will have the planting acres. And this is the one that traders really say is probably containing more solid numbers than many of those other reports because a lot of those are estimates. They've got actually some solid numbers from checking around the country of what farmers 
actually planted and uh, some numbers that are a little more solid than they were just a month ago. So we'll do all that, including taking a look at the weather forecast, which we said not too bad. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's take a look at our weather forecast this morning as we are closer and closer to the 4th of July. And I think this is one of those holidays everybody anticipates, being outside, having a picnic, going to the fireworks, because I'm telling you, there are a lot of fireworks. It's it's almost fun to be driving on the interstate at night over a weekend like this, because every community has got fireworks some night or other, and not always on the 4th. I would expect we'll have fireworks on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday around the countryside, but uh, it's always fun to be driving at night and watching the fireworks from the car from different communities. But uh, let's tell you about it. Courtesy of Marquardt Motors, and don't forget your Marquardt Motors service department is open for your 5,000-mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and a car wash. Schedule yours at MarquardMotors.com. Partly sunny, 84 today. A little fog out there this morning, so uh, be a little careful. Now, it's not solid all over the area, but there are some spots that are reporting some fog. So about 84 today. Tomorrow, or later tonight and into tomorrow, clouding up and a chance of rain. High about 85. We'll find out from Mike Dandrio just exactly, again, how widespread, how much rain we might get Thursday. Then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Partly sunny and in the 80s. Monday, 4th of July, chance of rain, high about 85. And it's 53 in the Chippewa Valley right now. Hayward's a cold spot. They're at 43 degrees this morning. But hang on there, they'll warm up. I think it's 43 up north up there. Look at the, the Boy Scouts up there in <laughs> It's got to be cold if you're cold. Yeah, this 4th of July weekend, uh, don't be all over the road. Don't be drinking and driving because a lot of folks, in spite of the gas prices, it doesn't look like it's slowing down a lot of people because there are a lot of vehicles still on the highways. So, again, be careful this weekend, won't you? Just, uh, you know, keep the alcohol and the vehicles far, far apart. Celebrate at home or celebrate at the park or celebrate with friends, but don't drive when you do it. All right, we've got a lot going on this morning, and uh, we're going to get to it. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. How about some news? NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The Secret Service says it is willing to respond to Tuesday's bombshell allegations made by a former White House aide. In a statement in response to Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony, the agency said it is willing to respond on the record to the House January the 6th Select Committee about the new allegations. During a last-minute hearing held by the committee, Hutchinson said then-President Trump reached for the steering wheel of the presidential vehicle and lunged towards a Secret Service agent when informed he couldn't go to the Capitol. Multiple reports say the Secret Service agent mentioned in Hutchinson's testimony is willing to testify that he wasn't assaulted. Using federal lands for abortion facilities could present problems. That's according to the White House press secretary. As we understand why they would put forward this proposal, there's actually a dangerous ramifications to doing this. Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters aboard Air Force One the proposal to do so could put both patients and providers at risk. On top of that, in states where abortion is now illegal, those who aren't federal employees could potentially be prosecuted. Amazon is limiting the number of Plan B pills that customers can buy as demand for the product surges. Lisa Taylor explains. 
The retailer put out a temporary quantity limit of three units per week on all emergency contraceptive pills. Amazon is the latest to put a limit on Plan B pills as CVS put a cap on its supply, while Walmart said it may do the same. This all comes after the Supreme Court overturned the Roe v. Wade abortion ruling last week. I'm Lisa Taylor. And the sentencing trial for the Parkland, Florida school shooter has a jury. Seven men and five women were selected. They will determine if Nicholas Cruz is sent to prison for a life sentence or if they're going to recommend the death penalty to the judge. In February of 2018, Cruz started shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, murdering 17 people and injuring 17 others. The trial is set to begin July the 6th. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, looking at our 4th of July weekend weather forecast. Not bad. We'll start with today, obviously. And again, a little fog out there this morning, but that'll burn off because we're going to have sun today. Partly sunny day and a high about 84. Later on tonight, it get down in the 50s in most areas. And then uh, clouding up and a chance of rain tomorrow, high about 85. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, partly sunny, low 80s. Monday, the 4th of July, another chance of rain out there. And it's cool up north. Hayward, 43 degrees this morning. Wausau at 57, Marshfield 56, 63 in La Crosse, 62 in Green Bay. Madison Sun Prairie at 58, Milwaukee at 64. And a comfortable sleeping morning around the Chippewa Valley, 53 degrees right now. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Take a look at our Rural Mutual Insurance Market Report this morning. In the cash cattle market, cash livestock, choice-fed beef steers 146 to 155. Choice-fed heifers 145 to 150. Mixed steers and heifers trading from $1.09 to $1.45. Choice and prime-fed Holstein steers 130 to 141. Select and choice Holsteins 99 to 129. Cows 67 to $1.08. The bulls 89 to 118. Butcher hogs have been trading 91 to 115. The sows 48 to 55. And the boars 20 to 47. New crop market lambs 170 to 215. Feeder lambs 170 to 292 and a half. The ewes 80 to 165. Small goats so 100 to 200 dollars. The medium goats 125 to 330. And the large goats 115 all the way up to 500 dollars. At the mercantile exchange yesterday, Livestock futures were lower across the board. August live cattle, 132.72 at the close, down 75. October at 139.40, down 72. December at 145.25, that was down 55. Feeder cattle, August at 171.82, down 230. September at 174.95, down $1.85. October at 177.50, down 142. November, 17922 down 122 in January 17952 
down 127. Lean hogs for July at 109.92, down 25. August hogs 103.82, down a dollar five. October at 90.20, down 82. And December hogs 83.35, that was down 72. On the board of trade, prices were higher yesterday with the uh, well, a little better weather to look at. Also in the soybean pit, support for meal and oil. And wheat was a little higher. Some dry European weather over there pushed wheat prices higher. Looking at uh, the prices then as we go through the night overnight trade, December corn up a fraction sitting at 6.59 a bushel. December oats down a penny at 5.01. December wheat up 7 at 9.57. November soybeans down a fraction at 14.61 a bushel this morning. Soybean meal up $2.20 a ton at $400.50 a ton. Dairy markets were higher yesterday. Barrel cheese up a cent and three quarters to two sixteen a pound. Blocks up five and a quarter to two fourteen and a quarter. Butter up five and three quarters at two ninety six and three quarters. The June class three finished unchanged twenty four thirty three. July up nineteen at twenty two sixty two. August up eight at twenty three sixteen. September up eleven at twenty three fifty three. October also up, or excuse me, also at twenty three fifty three, but that was down a penny as prices mixed out through next spring. Ten and a half minutes after five, the market's brought to you again this morning by our friends at Rural Mutual Insurance. Fifty three degrees right now, a little fog out there too, so be careful. For those who work in acres, not in hours. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. How's it growing? Let's find out. Brad Matson joins us once again, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative on our Provision Partners uh, Looking at the Crops program. Brad, knee high by the fourth? Well, I think we've already got that, Bob, and uh, a little bit behind of last year, though, at this time. Um, actually, the last two years, we're, you know, the fourth, we were shoulder high. We actually had some corn just about tasseling by the fourth, so. Uh, that cold, cold snap we had there the last half of May, first part of June, has uh, set us back a little bit. Yeah, it really has. And uh, Mother Nature has been kind of kind of skimpy with the rain in some areas, too. And, and for talking to, to your agronomist over in central Wisconsin, as well as where you are in western Wisconsin here, what are the moisture concerns out there? I know the last weekend, central Wisconsin didn't get a lot of rain that uh, we thought might fall a little more generously. What are you hearing? They're a little better than we are in western Wisconsin here. They're they're starting to get dry again, but, uh, yeah, they could definitely use some. Uh, yesterday, again, uh, we had a lot of corn around here in the Hickston and uh, central parts looking like uh, pineapple plants. Uh, we missed some of the bigger rains last weekend that they've got north of us and south of us, but, you know, put in some irrigation sensors. We monitor that on quite a few irrigated fields, and, you know, we've got the top part of the soil is pretty dry. Once you get down about 10, 12 inches, uh, there's a pretty good level of moisture, but the roots, we've got to get down to that. The roots that are getting there, you know, the plants are thriving and, and flourishing, and in the same part of the field where compaction or something is is slowed up that root development, those plants are really struggling right now. And that means, of course, standability when we get later in the in the season with the winds blowing, and boy, I'll tell you, the winds have blown more this year than I can ever remember. Yeah, it's been about the worst year. I think I've been in this business for 40 years, and it's about the worst year I've ever seen as far as trying to get spraying done. It's delayed a lot of that for a lot of people. 
And that's when you need your provision partners, agronomists, to, to help you with that because it is agonizing when you, you know you should be spraying and you just can't do it. What are the options? Yep. We have had to change a lot of mixes around and, you know, for different stages of height. We're also coming up on soybeans, for, uh, first flower on soybeans. So if you're using enlist beans, the new regulations, you have to be sprayed by R1. That deadline's fast coming into pace here. In the next week, we'll have most of these soybeans out here flowering, and uh, they're not canoping yet, so people are trying to wait to a little closer to canoping, but we got to follow the label regulations also. And, of course, looking at our alfalfa, we got, you know, first crop for all intents and purposes done. We're starting to get into second crop, but we're seeing some critters out there. What critters are you seeing, and how serious are you? Are you concerned about the bug population has just exploded in the last week. We got a lot of different types of aphids. We got some clover worms out there. We've got a lot of uh, potato leaf hoppers have just exploded in the last couple three days with these southerly wind flows. So we're pushing for right now. We're close enough to that second crop, trying to get it harvested as fast as we can, and then we'll watch the regrowth for spring. So that's kind of the strategy as right now. The big thing is. Uh, insect levels on the new seeding. So if you've got direct seeded new seeding or even some interseeded, you may want to be looking at uh, monitoring the leafhopper levels in there because they can really decimate that new seeding stand. But what we're looking at now is we're getting second crop. Don't spray. Go get that second crop and, and then look at the regrowth. You don't really want to probably spray at this point. So harvest a little earlier. The bugs are taking some of the, the quality and the uh, tonnage away. So you know, it's not going to, you're not going to gain a lot by waiting. So take it a little early, watch that regrowth, and, and stay on top of that insect population. So if we get these rains over the next few days that they've been promising us, it'll make for a great third crop here yet. It really will. Well, Brad, uh, keep an eye on the bugs and have a good 4th of July. We'll talk to you next in when it's in July. All right. You too, Bob. There he goes. That's Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. At Farm Technology Days in Clark County at Rustic Acres and Rails Farms, we are going to be in the fields with demonstration. Ron Ziegerlecki. Ron's been in the equipment business for a long time with H&S Manufacturing in Marshfield in charge of the field equipment. And, Ron, how big a field area will we have for taking a look at alfalfa? We actually have quite a few acres that we're going to be uh, running on. You know, in today's uh, world out there, it's, uh, uh, number one, hard to get equipment to run. And then also, you know, the biggest complaint that we've had over the years is a lot of the uh, folks that come to this, they want to be able to talk to the people. They want to talk to the representatives, the manufacturers. It's not so much about having that we got to have 250 acres because we're not going to. Uh, we want to have where the farmer, your, the customer is able to come out to the field. And, and just in a nutshell, we're going to have the guys that have the more conditioners, the harvesters, the mergers, the balers, rakes, whatever. We're going to have them pull up to a windrow, and then they're going to get the opportunity at that time to themselves talk to you as you know as the farmer as the the all the customer out there at that point then after everybody has done their introduction machine and talking to you about just for a couple minutes they're going to make the pass down the field and that field you know we haven't decided it yet but probably at 
thousand feet or, or twelve hundred feet, somewhere in that area. It's not so much about having that. You know, we need to chop a half mile down the field. That's uh, not going to happen. So, what but is going to be the actual schedule, Zig? As we get there in the morning and afternoon, what are you going to do in that alfalfa? In the morning. In one uh, field that we're going to be doing our, our cutters uh, out there, whether it be more conditioner, whether it be triple mowers, and there's going to be both there uh, from what we got. Obviously, the day before the, the show, a field will be cut, and that field we're going to bring in the mergers, self-propelled harvesters, the forge boxes. They will be in uh, in that field. Uh, after lunch, we'll be out there, and we're going to bring in, we're going to be doing baleage this year, which is really nice. Uh, we're going to have the opportunity with rakes out there, uh, the baleage balers, and then we're going to go to uh, wrapping the hay out there in a, uh, like an inline wrapper. So it's going to be a work in progress, but a lot of work will be done in the fields. Alfalfa will be handled with all kinds of equipment, and we'll be getting an update on all that a little bit later on. But again, plan to be out in the field for Farm Technology Days in Clark County at Rustic Acres and uh, Rustic Occasions and Rail Acres. July 12th, 13th, and 14th, Ron Zigerlecki, who's in charge of field demonstrations, has got it all put together. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, we got a lot to do today. We're going to hear from Menominee FFA as they were at the state convention and did very well. We'll hear all about their activities coming up next as we look at more news and markets here on Wax. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Weak machines make strong headaches. The solution? The Vermeer 605N Baylor. This baler is big on durability and toughness with heavy-duty components, plus smart features like the available automatic pickup clutch and auto-loop greasing system helping extend the life of the machine. For toughness, meeting performance, you want the Vermeer 605N Baylor for tighter, denser, more uniform bales from start to finish. See the Vermeer 605N Baylor at Chili Implement in Chile, just west of Marshfield on 8th and south on Y. If you're looking for a better feeding solution for your dairy, beef, and other livestock, then you want to talk to Star Blends, a Wisconsin company that's been helping Midwest farm families by providing high-quality feed, dairy nutrition, and commodity contracting for more than 20 years. They'll feed your animals like they're their own. They're driven, curious, resourceful, and respectful. Starblends doesn't just sell feed for animals. They're in the business to help farmers improve their livelihood. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The Menominee FFA chapter had a very good, to I would say, outstanding Wisconsin FFA convention. We're going to talk to some of the members and get caught up on how they did in their various activities at Madison. And first of all, Brian Steyer is with us. And uh, Brian, you were the leader, chairman, I guess they call it, of the parliamentary procedure team. How'd you do? Uh, we did pretty good. Our first round was a little bit rocky, but after that we came out and we went, did our final round, and it went very well, and we ended up winning the state contest. Oh, that's outstanding. Well, by being rocky, what do you mean? Were there some things you weren't prepared for, or you just weren't on your game at the preliminaries? Uh, I think a lot of it was nerves. We kind of messed up a few things that normally we shouldn't have messed up in practice, but uh, we got our heads in the game before the second round, and we gave a pretty good performance. Now, as chairman, 
What is your responsibility? I would assume that's kind of the leader of the group. As chairman, I need to know what every motion is and how to kind of handle it and put it back onto the floor. And so I take the votes, and I um, they'll make debates, and they'll make motions, and I'll take them, and then I'll kind of like handle how stuff is going to run and when to take votes and all that sort of stuff. Who did you go against as far as the, the final round? So in the final round, it was us, Schultzburg, Marshfield, and New London. Oh, that's great. And uh, what do you get for being the state champions? Uh, we get to move on to Indianapolis for the national contest, and I think we get some money, too. All right. Well, you mentioned it was kind of a rocky first round, and your coach, Tricia Kwok, kind of mentioned the fact that uh, she thought you were a little bit better than you performed, and she was looking at you. What, <laughs> what kind of things did she say? Let's just say I wasn't quite performing how I should have been, and Trisha made that known to me, and then I came back and did better the second time. Well, you got a smile on your face, so everything turned out well. And, of course, uh, when I mentioned the fact that Brian's last name is Steyer, this is really a special convention for you. Yes, it is. It sure is. Uh, my brother is the state president, and uh, he's been leading the team for this whole year. And in the future, are you going to try to be a state officer, or have you thought about it at least? Oh, I've thought about it, but not sure yet. What year are you going to be in school when we start in the fall? I'll be going into my junior year. Well, so you got some time to think about it. Hey, congratulations. What else do you get involved in an FFA besides Parley Pro? Uh, I was on the dairy judging team, and I also did the extemporaneous public speaking event. Oh, wonderful. Get involved. Congratulations, Brian. Thank you. All right, and now let's talk to another member of the Parley Pro team, Emily Zukowski. Emily, how do you prepare for this? Because parliamentary procedure is, is one of those contests that's very involved back at home. How intense was it? It was very intense. We practiced once or twice a week, and we had to know every single motion that on our list that could have been given to us. And it was a lot of work trying to memorize them. Did they throw you any surprises when you got to Madison in the convention, or had you pretty well covered everything? They threw us some surprises that might have been a surprise to other chapters, but we really practiced hard on some of the harder motions, so we were pretty prepared for it and knew what we were doing. With all this uh, practice, I mean, you know, they talk about football practice and basketball practice, but you guys put in a lot of extra time, too. Did you ever think that... Uh, I don't want to do this, or did you just continue on because you really wanted to? Well, we all really wanted to continue on. There were a couple times with, like, sports and that where we were, like, getting super busy, and we were like, well, we don't really have time for this, but we kept with it and stick to practicing, and we made it through, so. Yeah, first place you made it through for sure. You were also down here for something else in Madison. Tell me about that. Yeah, I got my state proficiency. I was one of the finalists coming down here, and when we went up on stage, I found out that I got fifth in the state for swine production placement. So uh, swine production placement, that means not ownership, but involvement. What's your involvement in the hog industry? My parents have a hog farm, and I work with them, and our family works together to raise and show pigs. What year are you in school? I'll be a senior. You thinking about running for state office? I probably will. Good luck. Thank you. All right, that's Emily Zukowski, another member of that Parley Pro team, Molly Stewart. And uh, Molly, what year are you in school? You look like you're a little younger than some of the other ones. I was a freshman this year, and I'll be going into my sophomore year. Does that make a difference what year you are as far as where you are on the team, or is everybody just as important as everybody else? 
Everybody is just as important. With Trisha coaching us, we all are pretty equal. So. Well, what was the challenge for you as a freshman? You haven't been around parliamentary procedure and meetings as much as some of the older ones. What were the biggest challenges for you? Just remembering everything. There's a lot to remember, and I didn't even know what parliamentary procedure was at the beginning. With Ben coming back and, and some other underclassmen, can you guys come back, with, or with uh, Brian coming back and some of the other underclassmen, now that you've won it, can you come back again? We cannot. So what other things are you going to get involved in? You're only a freshman. You can't be done yet. I've thought about doing proficiencies and other CDEs, LDs. Mm -hmm. Is this your first time in Madison at the convention? Uh, it is my first time at the state convention. So what do you think about it? It was very fun. There's lots of different things to do. Just a great bonding experience for our team. All right, great. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, another member of that parliamentary procedure winning team. Now let's talk to other members who are also on that team, but also on another state championship team. And we're going to talk to Madison Kwok first. And uh, Madison, what's that other team that you guys from Menominee won state? We are on the horse judging team. So what is the horse judging all about? Are you judging horses for their confirmation? Are you judging riding? What are you judging? We judged two halter classes, which they're just standing there, and we judge based on their confirmation. Then we do two performance classes, which the riders, they'll ride a class, and they'll tell us what it is, so we have to judge based on what it is. And then we also have to give uh, reasons on one of those classes. And uh, you guys won first in the state. Uh, who is the top individual? I was. Oh, that's outstanding. So uh, tell me about your horse background and how much uh, horsing around you do. So I've been in it since ever because my sister was always very involved. I've been judging since third grade because I always did it through 4-H and now I can do it through FFA. And so, yeah, I did my proficiency, so I'm just very involved with horses. And So you guys, horse, parliamentary procedure on both teams, you're going to be a busy summer working on both, getting ready for Indianapolis? Yes, sir. You sound <laughs> excited. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Madison Kwok. Now, Olivia Burstead is also with us. Olivia, a member of those uh, teams. Which did you enjoy more, Olivia, the horse or the parliamentary procedure? Bob, you can't possibly ask me that. I mean, I do have one wonderful coach both in coaching both of us, so I was lucky enough to work with her for both. But, I mean, the wins for both of us were just, well, for both teams was just so phenomenal, and I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without my coaches and my teams. It must have been kind of... Uh, I don't want to say an out-of-body experience, but to, to really, with a competition, to win both contests. Oh my gosh, like, it's so crazy because the last couple years with COVID, I haven't been super involved in the FFA, and then coming in this year and winning both my events that I was highly involved in is kind of crazy, especially being only a junior. I mean, what am I going to do now? Maybe run for state office after next year? I guess we'll see. I would also like to point out that one of our members you won't hear from today is Brianna Forrester. She will be continuing on the Nationals with us on the horse team. So how many are on the horse team? There's four of us. All right, and is basically the national competition basically the same as what the state is? Um, pretty much state, except uh, we judge a lot more classes. We give a couple more oral reasons, and we also take a test. Outstanding. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, Olivia Burstead, again, just thrilled to win both, as they should be. And also with us is Kira Prochnow. And Kira, tell me about uh, your enthusiasm for Parley Pro versus the horse. Are you like Olivia? Both are top of the mind for you. Yeah, I would say both are top of the mind. They're just too different to even try and compare on what I like best. And it's two different teams. I mean, some with the same team members, but mm -hmm. they've both been super fun. So how much time between Parley Pro and horse judging with uh, Mrs. Kwok 
How much time did you guys put in during the course of, of say, an average week? Um, I would say at least one to two hours a week. Sometimes we would take breaks on one to prepare for the other, but so we're pretty much having at least a practice every week, mm-hmm. if not more. So. And again, very successful Menominee FFA chapter down at the recent state convention. One Parley Pro, the one the horse judging. They'll go to Indianapolis to participate in both, and a lot of members were on both of those teams. Trisha Kwok, of course, their coach for both. So congratulations, and uh, we'll follow them down to Indianapolis. It's 5.30 in the morning. we got to get some markets. Rocky's going to join us next right here on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time for us to get over to Premier Livestock in with you. Rocky Olson is with us. Good morning, Rocky. And you were mentioned just a little light fog in the Lublin area. Yeah. Yeah, I guess some people were reporting it's a little foggier yet, but it's not too bad. All right. Well, that's good. But uh, if you do run into it, slow down a little bit. Hey, what's been going on so far at Premier this week? Uh, thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the markets are shaping up so far here at Premier. Good news all the way across in the markets. Uh, fed cattle's much stronger this week. High choice and prime Holstein steers 133 all the way up to 143. Uh, low choice and selects 126 to 132. Choice beef steers and heifers 136 to 147. Market cows strong. High yielding cows from 86 to a dollar seven. Most cows 70 to 85. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar to a dollar twenty-three, lower yielding ninety-nine and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves from seventy-five to two fifteen. Beef calves one fifty to four fifteen. Holstein heifer calves twenty to one fifteen. Uh, today, Wednesday, nine thirty a.m. We have our hay auction, and then eleven o'clock a.m. We have a special dairy cattle auction. Many reputation loads of top parlor freestall cows. Here's a few of them. 18 from So Fine Bovine. They're all going to be registered parlor freestyle milking up to 150 pounds. 15 fresh two-year-olds from Utterfold Dairy uh, going to be milking up to 115 pounds. Here's 12 from Stonebrook Farms uh, milking up to uh, 115 pounds as well. Here's some from Dukestead Acres. Uh, they're going to be averaging 100 pounds on their load, plus a 70-cow parlor freestyle herd. we got a second short-notice herd of 35 Holstein tie-stall cows. we got a nice run of spring and half plus some exceptional Holstein and Red Holstein breeding bulls, and they'll be coming from Burtmar Registered Holsteins. Uh, top load their pictures of those bulls, their dams, their grand dams on our website. We also got a fancy purebred Jersey bull. Uh, we're also having free soft serve ice cream for June Dairy Month, so come on over, check out the good cattle, have an ice cream. Uh, more detailed information, like I said, on the website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us, 715-229-2500. Uh, don't forget, machinery auction will be coming up August 26. We will be taking consignments until we are full, and you can start bringing your consignments for that auction now. So that is the way it's shaped up, Bob. That lot's always full over there. Yep, it's just in and out all the time. Well, that's a good way to have it. Thanks, Rocky. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson of our Premier Livestock. And we're going to get an update on uh, this rain that's moving in on Thursday next on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dander is in the weather room this morning, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are we doing today? Good. I hear this fog word out there this morning. How thick is it around the countryside? A problem? Well, in some spots it is, uh, like towards our lower elevations. I mean, visibility has been less than a quarter mile really throughout most of the morning. Now, for some of us, we have uh, a little bit more than a mile, and others... 
not really much fog, so it kind of depends on where you're at, but uh, seems like it's the worst in about Jackson and Monroe counties. And it's uh, going to burn off because it looks like we got some sun today. Oh, we've got plenty of that coming. Maybe just a couple uh, passing clouds here and there, but otherwise plenty of sunshine and temperatures warming up to the mid-80s later on this afternoon. So after some sweater weather to start the morning, it's starting to feel like summer later on this afternoon again. But later on tonight, and I'm talking through the overnight, really, that's when we'll have some clouds move in and eventually give us some chances for showers and thunderstorms. And being that we'll have a pretty strong southerly flow, our temperatures will only dip to around the low 70s later on tonight. And we'll have those chances for showers and storms going into the early part of the day tomorrow. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with highs climbing again to the mid to even upper 80s in some locations. And we start to clear out tomorrow night and into the early hours of Friday morning. Plenty of sunshine on tap both for Friday and Saturday with highs in the low 80s. Then going into Sunday, mostly sunny conditions start to warm it up back into the mid 80s again. Now, for the 4th of July, it does look like we may have a slight chance of a few showers here and there, but the good news is not going to be a complete washout as uh, we'll just have some spotty showers here and there with temperatures in the mid-80s once again. And a similar story, maybe a little bit more cloud cover for Tuesday. Once again, highs in the low 80s, but we do have a little bit of fog in the Chippewa Valley and currently a temperature of 51 degrees. Up north, it's really cool, huh? Yeah, Hayward's been at 40 degrees, and uh, it's it's getting close to dipping into the 30s. We'll we'll see if they do before uh, we really get into that uh, solar heating. Uh, tent camping in Hayward overnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. You have a good one. You bet. There he goes, Mike Dandry over there in the weather room. Weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes now before 6 o'clock. 51 degrees here, but again, up north around Hayward, it's about 40. So again, it's cool if you go north. Let's get some news this morning. Morgan McCarthy is in the newsroom again. You a camper? I I like a camp if it involves a shower, and and <laughs> it depends on how you define camping. TV, uh, yeah, I can tell you that. But a uh, little chilly, you're going to have to bring some extra hoodies if you're camping now. Well, I guess so. Make sure you got the good sleeping bag. Yeah. So what's going on? Well, we'll start with headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. There was a gavel drop in Barron County. We now know a woman who tried to trade her child for drugs and money will spend a month in jail for that crime. A judge in Barron handing that to Amanda Iman from Cameron. 30 days in jail and probation after that. Investigators say she met a man online and offered her young child to him. She pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of neglect in April. The man who she offered the child to, Paul Osterman, is now facing both both local and federal sex trafficking charges. He is due in court next month. Looking to the state's legal stage, we're going to try to untangle some of the language a little bit. State Attorney General Josh Call files a lawsuit seeking to overturn Wisconsin's 1849 law criminalizing abortion. The AG says Wisconsinites need clarity on how the law applies. The truth of the matter is the legislature has left us without that and with conflicting laws in place. Uh, so we're going to do as much as we can to provide clarity, but Um, but we've been left in a difficult spot. It's why it's so important that Republican legislators come to session to protect reproductive freedom. 
The suit filed in Dane County Court argues the 1849 law has been superseded by other restrictions in the years since and is therefore unenforceable. That includes a ban on abortion after 20 weeks that Republicans approved in 2015. A call expects the suit to move through the courts fairly quickly. Looking into other headlines, we look at the power grid. There's a worry about shortages across the state this summer with 715 Newsroom coverage. John DeMaster shines a light on this a little bit closer. The state's largest business group, Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce, yesterday held a meeting with a member of the state's Public Service Commission to highlight the growing demand for power and the shrinking supply. Commissioner Ellen Nowak says she's not hitting the panic button, but says the worry about blackouts should be a wake-up call. The operators of the Midwest Power Grid have been warning for weeks now that fossil fuel power plants are being taken offline and there's not enough reliable replacements for them just yet. I'm John DeMastar. And coming up on November, you could see a couple of questions on your ballot. More and more likely that the city of Eau Claire will ask for a tax increase. City Council last night said it wants to move forward with a referendum on that November ballot. And that comes as the schools are considering their own tax increase question this fall. Though local polls showed there would be support for both. And from the ballot box to the mailbox, if you happen to walk out and get your copy of the Wisconsin Energy Cooperative News this month, uh can tell you, Bob, there's a beautiful bee on the cover, but then on page 24, a nice article on Farm Tech Days. Oh, did good. a great job. Some good pictures there, too, of Rail Acres as they prepare ahead of Farm Tech Days. So if you uh, walk out and grab that from the mailbox today or have the kiddos run an errand for you and bring it back, you can see a little bit more and some photos of where Farm Tech is uh, going to take over as they prepare for that big event. Yeah, I talked to Dennis and Susie last Sunday at the breakfast over at Dairy Breakfast in Greenwood, mm-hmm. and they said, yep, Tent City's starting to come to life. They're starting to build her up. That's in, they, See, there's a tent I can camp in. There's some <laughs> food underneath. Yeah, get something to eat in the belly, look at tractors. I don't have to worry about my back in the morning. No, that's for sure. <laughs> Boy, it's getting close two weeks away. Yeah, the time seems to be just melting. It really does. Oh. It's going to be a great show. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. And uh, we've got news, we've got markets, we've got a whole bunch of stuff on wax, thanks to a lot of folks. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford will be having an on-site real estate and personal property auction Thursday, June 30th in the Stetsonville area. It's the Bryce Hinkey Estate, and it's on Castle Drive northwest of Stetsonville, featuring a five-bedroom, three-bath house on 49 acres of land, a 36-by-64-foot storage building, and a 24-by-32-foot insulated shop. There will be an open house on June 11th from 10.30 until noon, but the sale will be Thursday, June 30th, the Bryce Hinkey Estate sale from Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And speaking of farm technology days, we want you uh, we want to invite you. Now again, I want I you know, I, I just have been around this for so long and we've talked about it so many times. You know, you assume people would assume it's open to everybody, but I just talked to a couple of people in the last couple of weeks and well, I didn't think that was for me. I thought it was like a farm trade show only for farmers. No, it's open to everybody. I don't care what you do. Consumers, I mean, there's health, there's nutrition, there's, uh, you know, all. I mean, I, I just can't explain how many things are there that are, yes, it's obviously farm technology days. We're looking at technology and agriculture, but there's so many things that relate to everyday ways of life, whether it be gardening, whether it be nutrition, it's something for everybody, so you don't have to be a farmer 
or a former farmer to enjoy the things that are going on at Farm Technology Days at Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions. So again, we enjoy or invite you to come over there July 12th, 13th, and 14th. And stop by our wax booth. We'll be there in uh, Tent City, close to the middle of Tent City, in our wax tent just off 5th and Central. And we're going to have a chance for you to win a half a hog. In fact, four people are going to win a half a hog from Smith Brothers Meats in Colby. Those guys over there and good folks. Boy, they'll have, uh, they've given us two hogs. So we're going to make four half hog winners out of four different people. So stop by and register to win a half a hog courtesy of Smith Brothers Meats in Colby. Really great guys and we thank them for that. And thanks to Turnpike Greenhouse in Grant, and they'll be doing the landscaping for our tent and our booth. So, again, come on over and don't forget Farm Tech Fest, Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown, Madison County. That'll be on Wednesday of the show. Also, something coming back, the weed experts from the UW Extension will be there once again. Bring your biggest weed or bring weeds you can't identify to Farm Tech Days. And that includes you as a gardener in the home. You got weeds in your yard and your garden, you don't know what they are? Bring them to Farm Tech Days. There'll be experts there that can tell you all about it. So, again, don't miss Farm Technology Days coming up in Clark County about two weeks, July 12th, 13th, and 14th. State Fair is not far away either, and Wisconsin State Fair officials have finished judging over 300 entries in this year's State Fair Dairy Products Contest. There will be, uh, or there were, rather, over 40 classes for cheese, sour cream, butter, yogurt, and milk. Some winners from our area were Kevin Walski from AMPI down at Blair. He won the Mild Cheddar Cheese Competition. Also, Lake Country Dairy up at Turtle Lake won with their flavored semi-soft cheese and their soft spreadable cheese. Weber's Farm Store at Marshfield won the top three spots for their drinkable cultured products in that category. They won the competition with a strawberry-flavored product, and they also took first place, Weber's Farm Store, with their 2% fluid white milk. And the Westby Co-op Creamery won in both the flavored and unflavored sour cream classes. Now, the 2022 Grand Masters in all those classes will be announced at the auction of the winning products on August 11th at State Fair Park in West Dallas. All proceeds from that auction will help fund scholarships for students seeking a career in the dairy industry as well as uh, update educational displays at the State Fair like the Dairy Lane exhibit. Summer activities at the UW's Arlington Research Station just north of Madison probably cut back a little bit this summer because of a fire on Sunday night that destroyed a building and numerous pieces of equipment. The fire reportedly started in a shed at the station, and besides losing equipment, the fire also destroyed about 250 tons of hay and bedding. Nobody was hurt in that fire, and uh, that's a good thing. we got markets next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Sneaking up on 12 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 51 degrees out there up north. It's a little colder than that. A little fog, too, around some areas, so be careful. Let's go to the market, see what happened at the sale barns. Over to the Equity Altoona Barn. Jim Lindsay, report. What happened yesterday, Jim? Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.45. We had a top of $1.48. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.40. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.34 to $1.39. We had a top of $1.45.5. Choice Holstein steers, $1.20 to $1.33. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.19 and down. Top 20% of the... 
cows sold from 86 to 99 we had a top of a dollar six 60 percent of the cows sold from 61 to 85 the bottom 20 percent of the cows sold from 60 and down organic market on tuesday 80 percent of the organic cows sold from 90 to a dollar 12 the bottom 20 percent of the organic cows sold from 89 and down Cull bulls sold from 75 to a dollar five we had a top of a dollar 12 thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $70 to $210 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $70 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $275 per head. Just a reminder, we do sell organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is July 8th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn and talk to Jerry Fitzgerald. Are you in a fog this morning, Jerry? Well, uh, we'll clarify that. It's kind of foggy outside, inside oh, world. Oh, you're okay inside. Well, that's a good thing. But you got nice rain and... Uh, Sun's coming up. Yeah, we did. We had. Uh, I just went out and looked. Uh, we had two different uh, showers yesterday, or whatever you call it. So about a half an inch right here at the house. So we're very thankful for that. And uh, sun's coming up this morning, so it's going to be a nice warm day. You said eighty degrees. Yeah, it's supposed to be about eighty-four, so it should be a nice one. So it, up north, it's a little cold in the forties now around Hayward and that part of the world. But yeah, it'll warm up nicely when Mother Nature gets the sun in full force. Hey, how'd it go yesterday? What's going on this week at Stratford? All right, Bob, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. And this is a summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the organic cows yesterday. A good certified organic cows yesterday's auction, selling from 105 to 112, or yielding organics of a dollar and below. On the conventional type cows yesterday, uh, high yielding Holstein and beef cows selling from 82 to 99. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling from 62 to 82. Thinner cows, light darkest cows, below 62. On the bull trade so far this week, better quality bulls mostly from a dollar to a dollar 15. Your lighter weight bulls 95 and below. And we saw most of our fed cattle at Stratford today, so we'll have an update on those tomorrow's uh, report. Our calf market so far this week, a steady market on the bull calves and the beef calves. Good quality bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds, selling from a dollar to 210. Uh, heifer calves not as strong as last week, selling mostly from 30 to 50. Uh, beef calves, good demand. And 175 uh, to 375, and Monday we did top of the beef calves at 400. So, uh, like I said, we are at Wednesday already. We got underway this morning here at 10 o'clock here in Stratford, full marketing day. Uh, conventional market cows today, along as I said, with fed cattle, uh, market bulls, sheep, hogs, and goats this morning, and baby calves. Feeder cattle auction today is at a noontime start. And we just want to mention, uh, we're looking into July already, and just around the corner. Uh, next dairy sale here at Stratford will be July 5th. Also, we do have a special dairy sale on July 12th, a complete herd dispersal on that day. So, folks, uh, if you're looking for some really good uh, dairy cattle or certified uh, organic milking cow dispersal, uh, a lot of top-quality cows there, about 100 cows. Uh, some of these cows are milking as high as 130 pounds a day. So a lot of information on our website on that deal. So, so folks, if you uh, definitely need some good quality cows, uh, plan on coming to Stratford. Uh, on uh, Tuesday, July 12th, and then you can go over to the farm show on the 13th. So, Sounds Bob, like a plan. What, we have for the, what is that? Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, it does. So anyway, uh, like I said, a lot of information on our website, so we folks check that out, Equity Co-op. 
Click on the Stratford page, and uh, that's what we have this morning. So, folks, enjoy the day because it's going to be a good summer day. And I know uh, uh, there was uh, some, I'm not sure if you got reports, but they were watch, kind of watching the storms yesterday. There was a few pockets. I'm, I'm sure some folks are probably going to report over an inch of rain, but uh, half an inch here, and we're very thankful for that. Yeah, I think we all are. It's not uh, been a rough start, a tough start, but uh, we're catching up. Hey, have a good one, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. Every tractor owner knows that support and service after the sale is what makes a good tractor company great. And that's why you can count on LS Tractor. An extensive dealer network gives you convenient access to genuine LS Tractor factory parts and factory trained technicians, keeping you in the tractor, not in the waiting room. Schedule your service with an LS Tractor certified service center. Get more from LS Tractors available at Andy Ag Equipment, 4426 Butterball Road in Cedar Falls. Click on over to andysagsales.com. LS Tractor, simply more. And our market is brought to you by uh, Synergy Co-op, the LS Tractors, and more. Board of Trade uh, a little higher yesterday and uh, moderated a little bit overnight. December corn this morning up a fraction at six fifty nine. The oats down a penny at five oh one. December wheat up seven at uh, nine fifty seven. November soybeans down a fraction overnight fourteen sixty one a bushel. Soybean meal for October up two twenty a ton at four hundred dollars and fifty cents. And taking a look at our country elevator prices at Wheaton Grain, Chippewa Falls, and Connorsville. Corn today, 670, beans 1603. At Dummer's Grain Service and Holman, corn 744, beans 1626. Buck Country and Arcadia, corn 734, the beans 1626. On the DTN screen this morning, Golden Plump Corn, 737 a bushel. Baldwin Corn, $7 a bushel. Soybeans, 1606. Durand and Mondovi also have corn at $7 with the beans, fifteen ninety six in Durand, sixteen oh one in Mondovi. Elmwood, seven oh five on the corn, sixteen oh six on the beans at Fall Creek, six eighty five and fifteen ninety one. Osseo corn seven ten, beans sixteen oh six. Out at Elk Mound, corn at seven oh nine, soybeans at sixteen eleven. Down at Sparta, seven oh four on the corn, sixteen fifteen on the beans. And at Ellsworth, six eighty five corn, fifteen eighty one soybeans. Ethanol plants. Boyceville 727, Stanley 685, New Richmond Grain Facility, the corn 679. Dairy markets better yesterday. Barrels up a cent and three quarters at 216. The blocks up five and a quarter cents at 214 and a quarter. And butter up five and three quarters cents a pound at 296 and three quarters. June class three unchanged 2433. July up 19 at 2262. We've got August up eight at 2316. September up 11 at 2350. October down one at 23.53. And that's a look at our early morning markets brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Today, you're going to like it. Partly sunny in 84, then clouding up tonight. Looks like a little rain tomorrow, but still, mid-80s. It's going to be warm in Wisconsin. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.